Welcome to the Independent Oxford podcast produced by Story 94 at their podcast studio here in Oxford. I'm Rosie and I'll be guiding you through inspiring indie stories from businesses across Oxfordshire to help you find out more about the shops, cafes, studios and spaces that make up our local communities. Hello, I'm Rosie from Independent Oxford and welcome to this episode of the Independent Oxford podcast. Today I'm joined by guest host Lindsay Einan from Start to Thrive Coaching. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Good. Thanks for being here today. Um, so we are this week discussing community and we have a special guest, uh, Tom from the Ultimate Pitch Palace. Hi, Tom. Hello. Thanks for having us on. Oh, no worries. Thanks for joining us today. So um, tell us a bit about the history of UPP and um, how it's been over the last couple of years, because you've, you've kind of had some some good times and it's been the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. UPP. Well, so the Ultimate Pitch Palace is um, Oxford's only independent cinema. Um, and we've been a cinema for well over 100 years, actually. So it makes us one of the oldest purpose-built cinemas in the UK. So I think it was founded in February. I'm going to be as specific as I can here. I can't go down to the day, but it's February 1911. So it's very, very long, very, very long history. And it's had a really, really checkered history as well. It's had lots of different owners across the years. And in the 70s especially, it was a real hub for East Oxford. Um, it was owned by a couple of Oxford alumni who used to do these kind of wild late night screenings and used to get in trouble with kind of like the BBFC all the time. Um, so over the years, it's really, really developed a bit of a cult following in East Oxford and it's become a really beloved um, cultural venue in Oxford. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, no better business um, can talk about community and how it's kind of at the, at the heart of UPP. Um, so just talk about the uh, crowdfunder and how that helped you get through the last um, couple of years. Because yeah. that, was just, that was just all about your community, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we were closed during the pandemic and um, you know, as an independent business and as many independent businesses around the country really, really struggled because you know all of our income pretty much comes from ticket sales. So not being able to show films, not being able to sell tickets was really, really hard on the business. So we decided we had to run a crowdfunder. We um, worked out that we needed I think it was, let me think if I can get this right, it was it was £18,000 that we had to raise and we that would do enough basically just to uh, prop us up during those closed months. Um, you know, we were confident we could get to that, to that total. So we gave ourselves a good kind of like six week campaign period where we were going to go to our beloved community and ask them to help us out during a time of need. And um, if we ever didn't think that we were at the centre of, you know, the kind of East Oxford community. We were, you know, we were shown just how how brilliantly supported we are during that campaign because we hit our first target within half an hour, which was just wow. crazy. <laughs> and um, we set a stretch target of um, of £48,000 or £50,000 and we had achieved that by 5.30 the same day. So we had set, you know, in some ways I was kind of a bit annoyed because I had kind of like... <laughs> had this big plan for like a big kind of like you know communications and PR and events program to last throughout the whole six weeks and we'd just done it in a day so it was like oh well that's nice I'll just shelve all those plans but it was it was wonderful it was such a lovely day and uh, definitely kind of like the, the the best day I've probably had working at the at the cinema maybe one of the best days I've ever had kind of like professionally yeah, yeah it was just it was really really magical so that was when we knew oh okay 
yeah, this community really, really loves this cinema. Mm. So, Rosie, I want to ask you a question, bring you in at this point. So, obviously, as the founder of Independent Oxford, um, why is it important for businesses to have a supportive network? Well, I think um, two things, really. I think you've got that element of um, camaraderie and um, peer support that, you know, is if, especially if you work for yourself, um, if you're sitting kind of at home in your in your office, being able to come together and having a space where you can kind of um, share ideas or concerns, ask questions, and just that feeling of, of being part of something greater than yourself, getting out of your head, essentially, <laughs> um, I think is really important. Um, but also to be able to kind of tap into um, to other other people's kind of groups as well and, and and ideas and and you know really kind of fostering that idea of that kind of greater community so not necessarily just between businesses but you know across across the county and I think you know as the UPP campaign shows you know people really really want to get behind local businesses and support them and I think that you know being able to kind of come together is is really important what what have you found from from being part of part of a support group two th two aspects really i think what you said about the um the community side of it in terms of network support so having people that you can use as sounding boards um we spoke about this um you and i rosie have spoken about this many times in terms of this almost like the me too side of it it's like um you know having someone else to share their experiences, what they've been through and share expertise. But for me, the other side of it as well is, is the expertise that's in the network. Um, so there's no one person or one business that can be an expert in all fields. So having other people who have different specialisms and having access to those people. And from an idea point of view, um, you know, I've, I've personally and my business personally has, has benefited so much from having access to other independent businesses who focus in different areas and sort of have creative suggestions, um, etc. And it's just, yeah, it's this not being alone aspect of it, I think. what's What's been your experience? Yeah, I think you're you're spot on actually. And you know, as a cinema, we love to work with other independent businesses. So we have a membership scheme, and part of that is what we have is that our members can get discounts at other local independent businesses. Like we have a really good, strong relationship with a little local local cafe across the road called George and Delilah's, who are fantastic, and they've got an amazing history in Oxford as well. So you know, kind of like our members get little discounts there, and um, but also kind of like outside of independent businesses just kind of like those organizations and charities and kind of com community organizations as well you know we want to um tap into their expertise and help us from like a programming point of view as well so you know we work with people like oxford pride and they come in and they do amazing events with us you know and yeah as you said like they bring in a level of expertise that maybe we are missing and are able to make those events even stronger so yeah i think i think it's win-win when you work with independent businesses or organizations charities and so on mm. it's really interesting how you've you've kind of brought in, in you know that that network of other local businesses and I think it makes you so much stronger as as a as an indie um, do you think that plays into your membership as well like you know the, the kind of public facing side of of um, UPP what what aspects do you really think, oh, that's made a, that's made a positive impact? Are there things, that, the tangible things that you have seen within your membership that have made them, you know, 
give so much to, to crowdfunders and, and be engaged with what you do. Yeah, definitely. And because, you know, we, we really do, we know the kind of people who come to our cinema because they come regularly. We almost know a lot of them by first name. So we see them about on Cowley Road supporting those independent businesses anyway because it's part of, it becomes such an important part of a person's ethos, I think, when they, the more they support independent businesses, it's kind of, it does give you that feel good vibe, I think, as a consumer as well. And I think the more that you support independent businesses, the more inclined you are to support more independent businesses, um, because it really does kind of, yeah, it does affect somebody's personality when they do it. And um, yeah, I think it just kind of creates such a stronger connection. So we see these people out and about in these, you know, supporting the organisations that we support and supporting the other independent businesses we work with. So we know it works. Yeah, it's it's really, it's fantastic. It's definitely coming more to the fore, isn't it? The, you know, you hear lots now about people are interested in where where their products are coming from. And I think they're also, you know, similarly getting more interested in where their services are coming from. So it is this sort of snowball effect of once you start and once you become engaged, I think, with a local community in terms of independent business, it just, the more you want to know and the more it builds. That's certainly been my experience as well. And I'd say as well that I think the pandemic has really kind of brought that into such a sharper focus for people Mm -hmm. because a lot of independent businesses have fallen by the wayside and not been able to reopen. And that's when a community realises, oh, you know, we we had it, we had it right here and now it's gone. We really need to support the ones which do have managed to stay open and help them thrive. Mm. Use it or lose it. Yeah, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think from from um, from the business side. So if I think about it from from my business um, perspective, um, what surprised and I'll be honest, it did surprise me. So I come from a very commercial background, but what surprised me was this, you know, collaboration. Um, even with people in the same field as as my business, there's there's this comp- this idea, or certainly my my sort of coming into it, thinking everyone's going to be very competitive with each other, um, and it's just not there. This it's it's so much more about collaboration, and that's what I found in in the networks that I've been part of. That it's everyone is genuinely interested and supportive of what your business is doing, and are you know genuinely interested in your success. Um, and that was a that's taken me many many months to really sort of come to terms with and be less cynical about. I think originally I was possibly a little bit cynical, thinking, mm, "Are they really supportive?" But it's absolutely my experience for sure. Mm-hmm. So I love what you're saying about sort of all the um, businesses around you um, and these partnerships almost that have been created naturally. I think that's it's very much my experience as well. Mm. And we're in quite a lucky place with Cowley Road, I think. There are so many independent businesses and the um, <clears throat> the people who live around the um people live in in east oxford as well they love that you know they love having kind of like those independent cafes and independent shops and independent cultural venues so you know they're kind of making the most of it as well and i think as you said that kind of use it or lose it i think they realize that definitely Mm. and well well, we've seen that through the pandemic isn't it people have come to that well there's this new new phrase it's like 15 minute neighborhoods so during the pandemic we were kind of confined to 15 minutes from our houses um and so i think people are so much more aware of how important independent businesses are and how much kind of color and vibrancy and um just kind of life they 
they give to our communities and our lives and how they just yeah kind of embolden um, our surroundings and our neighbourhoods and it's just so so important. I think you know UPP is just such a cornerstone for for East Oxford and and how it's kind of flourished over the years. Um, so tell us a bit about how it's kind of more recent history. So kind of over the last couple of decades and because it's it, it's definitely had yeah an, an interesting time, hasn't it? Kind of. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that checkered history you're talking about. Is interesting. Yeah, definitely. So um, the most recent owner, um, Becky Hallsmith, she bought the cinema back in uh, 2011, and um, she um, she just loved film. And she was a local resident, and she saw the cinema was up for sale, and she bought it. And she has she is chiefly responsible for the success that the UPP has had over the last few years. She did some major renovations to the front of the building. She improved the seating. She improved the um, the projector and the screens. So she really kind of because it was a little bit rough around the edges. The UPP <laughs> back in the kind of like early noughties, and that was part of its vibe and part of its charm as well. You know, I remember going to the UPP when I first came to university here, and there was like a cement mixer in there and there was wires hanging out the back of the wall. Uh, it was really cold and uncomfortable, but it was kind of cool. Um, but when Becky bought it, she really put a lot of effort into making it um, a bit more of a comfortable experience, but also a better experience from a customer point of view as well. Um, so Becky sadly died in 2018, and it was always her wish for the cinema to become a community-owned cinema, and that's what we're doing right now. So we are in the middle of a campaign where we want the cinema to become owned by the community and run by the community by buying community shares in the Ultimate Picture Palace. And, uh, yeah, we, we're so excited about it. So tell us a bit more about about that and and how you kind of see that unfolding over the next um, month or so. Yeah, sure. So you know we're we're working with a um, a local um, ethical shareholder platform called FX, and people can buy community shares on on their on their platform. And um, the way that we're going to be running it is called a community benefit society. So people can buy community shares in the business, and they'll have a vote on how and how they see the business going. So at general annual general meetings, they'll be able to have a say. But we want it to be really democratic so we're not having a system where somebody can buy 51% of the shares and have 51% of the say everybody who buys as many shares as they want gets a vote so that's the way that we we see it's the most fair way for the community to run the, help run the cinema and um yeah, it's it's going to be it's, it's going to be so exciting. We'll have a community committee who will have a say on the direction of the business. But what we really, really were keen about doing is making sure that the cinema is stays open, it stays independent, and it's definitely run in the same ethos that it's been running for the last 10, 20 years. You know, we still want to show those those weird films and those classic films and do exciting events. So we're not going to change too much. Um, but what we can change is actually going to be really progressive and really exciting. So how will how will it work with um, the team? So you'll keep the kind of core team that runs the cinema, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're really keen to keep all the staff in place who are currently in place because everybody has worked so hard over the last few years, especially to, to keep the cinema running and keep it going and keep it open. So yeah, they're very much at the core of this is keeping that team in place because they're, they're, they are a fantastic team. You know, We're a staff of about six or seven people, but we've got an amazing team of volunteers as well who are so important to us. They run the bar, they check the tickets 
boots on the door and they are fantastic. I've never, I've never seen volunteers like them actually, you know, I've worked in other institutions where we've had volunteers, uh, but the UPP is just different gravy. We've got volunteers who have been there for like over 10 years. Nobody volunteers at one organization for over 10 years. It's just incredible. So yeah, very much about kind of like keeping what's great about the current UPP and improving upon that with the help of the community. It's amazing that people are so invested. I mean, I'm not surprised, but it is it is incredible and it's such a kind of testament to to the business. And yeah, I find I find that amazing. Yeah. Even Lindsay. I do. I do. So Rosie, um again as, as founder of Independent Oxford, what's what's your take on community if we think about who's listening to this podcast and people that are perhaps either just starting out or a little bit into their journey as an independent business. What what have you seen changing as far as community is concerned and what advice would you give? Mm, it's, it's really interesting. I think over the last two years, we've really seen people kind of coming together. And I love the fact that um, indies, kind of, indies really do support each other. And there is this real sense of collaboration, like you're saying, you know, there, there isn't this kind of competitive cut and thrust kind of corporate attitude to business um and one of our, one of the our kind of favorite um in Oxford phrases is the bigger the pie the bigger the slice that it's you know we're, we're all in this together and um you know the more that we big each other up the more we have you know it's it's not altruistic you know <laughs> we're mm-hmm. you know we're, we're helping each other and helping each other helps us up as well so it's you know it's, it's just being part of that bigger picture um and I think that's it's it's so important that that collaborative attitude um because it it helps everybody and it makes our city stronger it makes you know the county more vibrant um and i think that's that's the really um amazing thing about community it's just that that feeling of being in it together and helping everybody up not just ourselves i would say as well um i was thinking about sort of the different networking groups if you want to call them that you know that I'm I'm part of independent Oxford being being the main one and I was thinking if I was giving advice to a, a new business starting out or even you know just a young business um identifying what you want out of the network I think is quite important so when I joined independent Oxford for example it was very much with the idea of I wanted peer support so I wanted other businesses um, and business owners as that again that sounding board and so I think if I was if I was giving any advice to anyone listening I would say you know identify what you want the network to do for you um, I was very clear that there weren't there weren't necessarily going to be clients um, or uh, well, just clients in in the networks that I was looking for um, so I think I don't know does anyone else think that that distinction is quite important as to you know it's again it's cut back to this why of you know why this group um, as opposed to a different group mm. what do you think Tom yeah, I, I completely agree. I think kind of like from from our point of view, you know, what we've benefited from by being part of Indie Oxford is very much, as you said, that peer support, but also connections with other businesses is really, really important. So, you know, we've worked with kind of like designers who are part of the group as well. Um, and yeah, I but I think especially during the pandemic, you know, those kind of virtual sessions that you put on, I found so useful just to be able to connect with people because it was quite isolating during that time. 
and nobody kind of really knew what was going on and where the future of kind of their, their own businesses that they've poured their heart and soul into, what it looked like, and just to kind of get those regular check-ins and see what people were doing and getting ideas from that as well because we were all kind we were all kind of having to um, you know kind of improvise a lot during the pandemic about what we could do to kind of create small streams of revenue here or there or to connect with audiences and customers so it was really about kind of getting that support from from our peers but also kind of inspiration as well about what what we could do in the middle of a really really tough time mm. do you think that if you'd run the crowdfunder before the pandemic that you would have had the same um yeah the same response do you think that the pandemic in some ways has kind of galvanized that community I think for sure. I think kind of if we had run a similar crowdfunder pre-pandemic, I think we probably would have still achieved our targets just because of the the legacy of the Ultimate Picture Palace is so vast and it is such a beloved business in Oxford. But I don't think we would have seen it on the scale and in the speed that we did because there was that real urgency around supporting independent businesses during that particular time. So I think, yeah, I think we would have, but... I mean, th- what we what e- what we achieved and what the community gave us on that one day, essentially, yeah, that was incredible. And do you, do you see it as a kind of positive thing going forwards as well that that kind of sense of community will just will remain and um, you know strengthen the the future of the UPP? Definitely. So you know, we've used this crowdfunder as a real basis for helping us with this community ownership campaign because that was that was a bit of a litmus test almost for us. You know, how much do people really love the cinema? And we knew people did, but as I said, you know, in that scale and to be supported in that way has really, really given us the confidence around this campaign to think, yeah, we can do it, and the community want this to happen. You know, they want the cinema to remain on their doorstep. They want it to remain independent. So it was really heartening and really encouraging for us with our future plans, for sure. So I'm curious from both of you, um, what advice would you give to businesses out there who are perhaps feeling not part of a community or feeling isolated? What what could they do to sort of um, integrate themselves better? Mm, that's a good question. I think... Um, yeah, I think, you know, coming to, to peer, peer group sessions is, is really important. Um, and yeah, just, just kind of being involved and even just having a coffee, like if you feel a bit overwhelmed going to a, a networking session, Mm -hmm. just meeting somebody else for a coffee and, and, um, just having that sounding board, I think is, is really important. But I also think those, those collaborations like you've done at UPP, Tom, are just such a good way of, um, strengthening your message and really kind of emphasizing um what the mission is of of your business because if you get those really nice kind of key collaborations like you've done in in East Oxford um it just well a you're tapping into a different audience but it's also kind of really galvanizing your key message do you think that's that's something that you found from those collaborations? Definitely. You know, a big kind of like primary driver for these collaborations is about bringing in new audiences into the cinema. And you see that, you know, when we survey those events, we see that we've got a lot of people coming to the cinema for the first time. And the hope is, you know, that's the first time of many. So it really does kind of bring in 
different communities into your business as well. And, you know, going back to your point about what would you recommend to, you know, businesses about, you know, who are maybe starting their start of their, at the start of their journey around this kind of thing, um, trying to like um, integrate better into their communities, just go and knock on the doors, just go and go and speak to those businesses, go and, go and introduce yourself, you know, and uh, you'll, you'll be surprised at how willing people are to, to collaborate and to, to help out. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that you're saying about the um, the fact that you know your members and your customers by their first name, and it's it's so like it, it's just so kind of important to have that that network, and it's you know you're you're not just um, you're not just a kind of a customer uh, that's on you know a spreadsheet, and you're just you know trying to get as much money out of them as possible. You're building like genuine relationships with them, aren't you? Mm. And I and it comes across, and I think. You know that really is is the heart of of community. That it's so much more than than just kind of a kind of quid pro quo. What am I getting out of this? Um, and um, I think it's just a a really good example of you know we're moving into this this time where you know quick sales, quick um, you know quick turnaround of, of customers is just not sustainable for businesses anymore, that we need to be kind of moving into this phase of, um, you know, building kind of long-term trust and transparency. And I think, you know, everything that, that UPP has done over, um, definitely, you know, since since Becky's owned it, um, is, it, is you know, a testament to that. It kind of really shows that that's, that's how you grow that community and, um, and, the crowdfunder and hopefully you know the community benefit society will will be um you know will will show will you know you get your um the rewards from that yeah um, definitely but yeah it's 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 really interesting i think i think loyalty of your customer base is a really good mark of how successful you are as a business i think um as you said this this notion of sort of um, you know, you you have a customer once and then you never see them again. There's there's very limited benefit um, for any business in that. Um, so I think that's that's something certainly in my business I'm looking for is that I'm a referral business. So all of my customers almost are coming in through referral from previous clients. And I think that's a really nice sort of testament of how successful you are is is what people are saying about you and and who's returning, you know, time after time. Mm. And it, and it makes for a sustainable business model as well mm-hmm. that you that you can plan ahead and you know that you know you've got the goodwill in your in your community to keep to keep you going. So if people want to get involved in the um, community benefit society, how how much a share is going to be? And um, are you still going to be running your membership alongside? Yeah, definitely. That's the plan because that membership, you know, people really get a lot out of it, and you know they save money on tickets for you know their trips to the cinema for the whole year, which is really, really lovely. So just tell us how much the membership so, yeah, is. So we do a, a £25 a year membership and it's 22 for seniors and 20 for claimants and students. And they get two free tickets and a free drink when they sign up and then it's £2 off tickets for the rest of the year. So a student ticket then becomes like £6, which is really, really good ticket price for actually for the cinema because, you know, it's not unusual to go to the cinema and have to pay 15 quid for a ticket these days. Um, so shares are going to be £1 each and it's going to be 
50 is the minimum buy-in. So 50 pound shares for minimum is a minimum buy-in for us. Um, we are going to offer a discount as well of, of 30 shares for locals with a particular postcode and also for people who are under 30 as well. So if you want to know more information, just go to our website. It's uppcinema.com and it will be all over the homepage for at least two months. Amazing. Oh, it's very exciting. Um, well, I hope it goes really well. Thank you for joining us today. And, Thank you. And um, see you soon. Yeah, see you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Infinite Oxford podcast, sponsored by Story94. You can find out more about our community at independentoxford.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate, review and subscribe to help more people hear indie stories from across Oxfordshire. Bye for now.